I've always hated blogging because once again, ADD sitting down and writing a 3000 word blog post, like, please just cut off my right arm, right? <laughs> but being able to talk and have conversations like this, yes, this is right up my alley. And so podcasting gave me a way to create co- some long form content in a way that that I could do and be committed to each week, um, instead of kind of like forcing the issue of blogging, which I knew I wasn't going to commit to. Welcome to Chatting Over Chowder. We're your hosts, Bethany and Sherline. Chatting Over Chowder is a podcast where we ask people in the podcasting industry what podcasts they listen to while eating chowder. Join us for some fun, laughs, and tomfoolery. Get your spoon ready. We're about to dive in. Tasha Booth, thank you so much for joining us at Chatting Over Chowder. I am Bethany. And I'm Sherline. And we are the team behind Crackers and Soup, which is a podcast production company. And today with us today, we have Tasha Booth. I need to make that like my ringtone. Every I will send you the audio. Please do. And then that sounds kind of scary to wake up to. I'd be like, uh, Jesus. Your hair is looking fly today, Tasha. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Thank You're you. Welcome. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so I am going to. If you don't know who Tasha Booth is, clearly, if you don't know who any of our guests are, you have not been listening <laughs> to the podcast. You don't go on social media because we have the illest guests. Like <laughs> I, I'm not trying to brag or nothing, but we know some pretty damn fly ass people. So. <laughs> <laughs> And Tasha is absolutely one of them. Aw, thank you. You're welcome, boo. So Tasha Booth is an agency owner, coach, and podcaster. She is the founder and CEO of The Launch Guide, a course launch support and digital marketing implementation agency, supporting established coaches and course creators with course and podcast launches, operations and systems management, and content management and repurposing. Her team is over 20 members strong and works together to support their clients in being able to focus back on their zones of genius. Additionally, she mentors virtual support pros, VAs, OBMs, and PMs who are passionate and ready to grow their businesses while living life on their own term and is the host of the How She Did That podcast, a podcast for virtual assistants, online business managers, and project managers to learn business and tech tips. Tasha is an Air Force wife to her husband, Scott, stepmom to Grace and Meredith, and work from home dog mom to Stanley Ann Boomer. <laughs> In her spare time, she watches true crime TV, sings, does karaoke, and tends to her organic vegetable garden. Latasha Boo! <laughs> <laughs> She's in the house. <laughs> I'm holding the glass. It doesn't I work just need well. you. I need to hire you as my hype woman, and just like <laughs> you walk around. I walk around my house in my bonnet, you know, during the day, and you just like walk behind me and remind me of who I am. That, I would. You know, you great. know what, Bethany? That's a great like Patreon uh, <laughs> yes. that you could do. Just have people pay you to just like have a hype audio recording of themselves and like they just they can add as their alarms right mm-hmm. <laughs> when you are not feeling energized you just yep. play the bethany bomb yes. <laughs> it is you know who you are today don't let anybody tell you otherwise you are fly in those ripped sweatpants go ahead go ahead <laughs> 
I love it. <laughs> Please and thank you. <laughs> so, Tasha, I, I have been stalking, I've been following you since like June of 2019. My gosh. Which is wild. And it's so funny because I was like, how long have I been stalking Tasha? And I went back into my emails and I typed in your name. And it was like <laughs> June of 2019. And I was like, I have a problem. But <laughs> whoever I stuck, at least I let them know. There you go. That this yeah. is happening. Like, if yeah. you choose to get the restraining order, I get it. Exactly. But I'm at least going to give you the option. But yeah, just let let somebody know. <laughs> and I love it. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and it just so by like happenstance that we ended up in a same group. Mm-hmm. And then we ended up connecting. And I was just like tickled pink to just be communicating with you because I believe so much and what you're doing, your focus and your concentration and how you do it. You do it so well and you offer so much content to so many people. <laughs> Thank you. You literally have created so many businesses just Aww. from people taking your courses. I have never thought about it that way. I really haven't, really? but yeah, I, I really have never thought about it that way. But yeah, we just started last year. We started tracking like the number of women that have gone through my courses in a year because I always create like an impact goal for myself. Like I create a revenue goal, but then I create an impact goal. Like how many people do I want to touch, support, help all of those things? And so last year it was 300 and I wrote that goal in the beginning. Like that was my goal. I wrote it in the beginning of the year and my team secretly had created a spreadsheet where they put every single person's name. And I like I accidentally stumbled upon it like mid through the year, but we were already at 300 people like midway through last year. So this year, the goal is 800, 800 women. <laughs> I have no doubt that you're going to make that, that you're going to you. hit that. Thank you're, you. You're, like, not only have you formatted and created courses in which women are able to create their own businesses. They're also in turn creating their own legacies, right? Mm-hmm. Because their families are seeing the impact. Like they're putting food on their table. Yeah. They're paying their mortgages. They're able to have those opportunities to engage with their children, especially with remote learning. Mm-hmm. All because they took your course. Yay. Oh, thank you. <laughs> you are powerful. Thank and to you. think, I mean, I think it was... Obviously, the virtual space, as we know, has existed pre-COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was, you know, with everything changing, I think, where there's so many people in a panic, losing jobs and not being able to provide. Yeah. Having you, you having that course already built out and that community, it just, you know, is perfect timing for other people. So yeah. I, I'm looking forward to seeing your success because I think the way you lay everything out and the style at which you educate others is really digestible and it feels so real and, um, and easy just to, to follow along. Like you're not Mm -hmm. bored through the process. Yeah. Yeah. And that was really intentional for two reasons. Number one, I have adult ADD. So I always like creating things that would work for me, right? So <laughs> you're never going to see like a 20 minute long video because like after, min- you know, minute five, I'm done. I'm like onto something else. <laughs> so in, out, done. And then second of all, at, or last year, I guess it was late last year, I hired a learning designer who like basically helps and um, helps 
course creators really design their their courses in ways that are uh, supportive for adult learners specifically. So yeah, we went back through Built to Profit, um, and which is my my you know beginner course basically. So we went all the way back through that. We redesigned like all the lessons. We shuffled things around. We really made it so that in each chapter and in each module, people felt like they were getting closer and closer to their goal, and they were congratulated for it. You know, so so yeah, it's been like 1.0, which is what we call like the first round, was like amazing, but like 2.0 is like not get everybody's socks off. <laughs> and I love that you concentrate also and bring awareness to adult ADD mm-hmm. and adult ADHD, because so many people are kind of have those experiences, but they're very quiet about it and they keep it to themselves because everybody wants to showcase, I own a business and I'm doing great and I'm thriving. And they're like rocking back and forth in the corner because they're yeah. exhausted and they can't figure out why their brains can't do all of the things for hours and hours and hours on end. So you normalizing napping and resting and moving away from the computer mm-hmm. and how you invite your team members to come in at like 25 minute intervals. Yeah, work on something specific and then giving the allowance to just dip out for an hour and then come back. It's it's so needed and it's so necessary. And I think for from somebody from your, I don't want to say influencer because I hate <laughs> that word. <laughs> I'm like, who am I influencing? What? What's happening? <laughs> somebody of your status. Yes, Latasha Booth, your status. I want you to just take this recording and like have your husband listen to it. <laughs> And be like, you yelled at me about not taking out the garbage. Well, let me tell you about this podcast. And I have status and I'm an influencer. And you're getting on me about some trash. <laughs> He's going to be like, uh, could you manage to pay the water bill on time? Like, then we can talk. <laughs> and then you'd be like, mind your business, Scott. You just mind your business. Mind your business. <laughs> you're on the wrong road here. <laughs> you're this missing the point. That's what we point. were focusing on. Right. <laughs> 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 but on behalf of everybody who needs a nap to re- recuperate who they are and needs to and like embrace their energy and knows who they are and mm-hmm. when they work best, thank you. Thank you for Aww. offering that information. And yeah, you're so welcome. And yeah, I there, you know, in the in, in our industry, in the online space, I see all of these shoulds that people have, you know, and yes, I think some of them are there just so people have starting lines because everybody wants to know what should this look like. But I think we go too far in it and we don't take into account like what works best for us and what we need as individuals, you know, as people with different learning styles and different work styles and everything. And so I just like to remind people like, yeah, there are industry standards, but also check in with yourself and ask yourself, like, does this feel good? Because if it doesn't, like there's another way that feels better. (laughs) Absolutely. And I think with today's world and the amount of distractions that we have, normalizing ADD, ADHD, I think is, it's important because I do think so many people in school, if they were diagnosed when they were younger, like my brother was, they struggled because so many people didn't understand it. And then they just medicated it. And medicating just changed your personality overall. But um to be able to normalize it and see people who are like succeeding through it and you know you've found a way to make it work to your advantage i think is it's incredible and i thank you for that yeah thank you yeah i'm like one generation before 
like they started calling it ADD, you know, and especially for girls, because unless you were like a boy who was like punching people in the face, like during math class, you know, that was what ADD was considered. But like literally, and I, I don't think I've ever told this story, but my mom, when I graduated from elementary school, she gave each one of the janitors gifts because they opened the school so many times because I would have, I forgot like a, you know, a piece of paper or an important like book or something. And she would have to drive me back to school, knock on it until like the janitors like opened the school so I could go get it. So she gave each one of them gifts. And so it manifested in me and just being super disorganized, but I was also super smart and just like could, you know, hear something or see something or be told something once and retain it. And so people were like, Oh, she's just disorganized, you know, but it was just like, no, there was something going on. And, you know, and it if I had gotten that learning support, not that I blame any because nobody knew, but, you know, but like learning support differently and just be told like, oh, here's how we can support you in, you know, being better at the organization piece. And when I finally got diagnosed, like my doctor and I talked about it and, and I was really worried about losing my creativity. Like that was that is one of the things as somebody who has a degree in musical theater, that's really important to me even to this day. And so we just decided like, you know, I've already created really great coping mechanisms in terms of what works best for me. So in, unless I need to, like, let's not medicate. So it's worked so far. There, There's a couple times during COVID, I think just because like, I've been in one spot for so long. And like, my routine pre-COVID was when I was really losing focus, I would like go to Starbucks and just work from Starbucks for a couple hours, you know, or I would like change my environment. And that was really helpful, but not being able to do that. There's a couple times that I was like, I'm just going to get medicated because I... <laughs> I can't do it, but it passes. It's usually also, and this may be TMI, but like one of the things that women don't understand is that ADD symptoms are often worse right before your period, like during PMS because of where your hormone fluctuation is. So I just know that now about myself. And like, I don't try to plan big things that are going to take a lot of focus and attention right before my period because it's not going to happen. <laughs> it's just not. <laughs> and even if you don't have ADHD or ADD, your hormonal imbalance during that time of the month mm -hmm. truly responds to if you should have a lot of meetings during that time period, if you should be engaging in a lot of conversation, if you just should schedule days where where it's just lighter right before you start menstruating, it really is impactful. So yeah. dudes, you don't know how good you have it, <laughs> males. You don't know. You don't know our story. <laughs> you don't know. And every time, like, I become completely overwhelmed and I'm trying to do a hundred different things, my husband's like, hey, eat a gummy. Eat a gummy. <laughs> I'm like, that is, I don't have time to eat gummies. <laughs> <laughs> not the solution for everything. It's not a freaking gummy. <laughs> Clearly, the solution is, babe, take a nap. That's yes. the solution. <laughs> That's my love language. Like, somebody <laughs> says, babe, take a nap. I will yep. give you my soul. Like, mm -hmm. oh, you, you, you want my, my bank account information? Yep. <laughs> Go ahead, take it. You told me to take a nap. <laughs> so now that we've gushed all over you and we just adore who you are and what you do, tell us about your podcasting journey. How did you get into this world of podcasting? 
Yeah. So I actually started helping a couple of my clients. I was on a, a couple big teams, like right when I started off as a VA. And that was really helpful just to see like what is possible. Right. So a couple of the teams, uh, my clients were doing podcasts and they were like, Hey, can you help us out with this? And I was like, sure. I have no clue what I'm doing, but here, let's go. <laughs> so I found that I really, really enjoyed the process. And one of the things I loved the most when I was thinking in terms of deciding on my own podcast was the fact that like I've always hated blogging because once again, ADD sitting down and writing a 3000 word blog post, like, please just cut off my right arm, right? <laughs> but being able to talk and have conversations like this, yes, this is right up my alley. And so podcasting gave me a way to create co some long form content in a way that that I could do and be committed to each week, um, instead of kind of like forcing the issue of blogging, which I knew I wasn't going to commit to. So that's basically why I decided to create a, you know, a podcast, because I knew that I wanted to to kind of really get in touch with my community and decide who my, my ideal community in terms of coaching course creation was going to be and how I was going to reach them on you know a regular basis. And the podcast was became the way to do that. You've had such impactful people on your podcast mm -hmm. for so long. Who was like your unicorn? Who were you shocked that they came on your podcast, they was a guest, and you absolutely adored them? Oh, you know who it is? Kate All. So Kate All is, um, she's now, I consider her a dear friend of mine, but she started off as a, um, somebody that I knew in the industry and everything. I actually listened to her podcast. She has a Pinterest management agency and has had one for probably five years now or so. And I've listened to her journey. I really liked her. I ended up, uh, she ended up hiring the launch guild to create her membership. And so we became fast friends that way and everything. And then, um, I invited her on my podcast and her her lessons about leadership and just the way she leads, like when I'm having a tough leadership moment, you know, as a CEO, as an agency owner, I'll send her a Voxer and be like, Kate, what do I do? And she always has such like measured responses and ones that validate what I'm feeling and what I'm going through as, you know, as the CEO, but also ones that are supportive of my team members and everything. So getting her to be able to be on the podcast and talk about leadership and how she leads her team in a really supportive way was so fun. And I was so happy to have her. <laughs> That's so interesting. And I love that you brought that up because when you start becoming a CEO and you start becoming a boss and you start having team members that you're responsible for, for paying, <laughs> when you agree to pay them, <laughs> that's a big deal. The transition is very different in your mentality, especially when you're still doing client work. So there are times when you have to flip the switch from employee to boss mm -hmm. in a blink of an eye. So having somebody that you can bounce those questions off of that has had that experience and knows those answers is so invaluable. Yeah. And I think I've learned that even more now that I coach, you know, agency owners um, as one of my my coaching programs, especially with with service providers, we're so used to being number one behind the scenes and number two in places of implementation and service that it's a really huge jump for us to go from implementers to CEOs. And it's a lot of mindset shifts, you know, that are happening. And so having other people that have done it and being able to 
to go to them, even now, you know, in my business, being able to go to them and be like, this happened. Like, what do I do? Help me process it, you know? And also having people that are just like, hey, I see all the hard work that you're putting in. You're doing a great job. Keep going. (laughs) That validation, I think sometimes, even though we don't necessarily always need it, it's just nice and comforting to hear. It's so nice. It's like a cozy sweater. And I meant to compliment you on the style of your podcast because I like the sort of the question aspect where, Mm -hmm. you know, someone can come in and ask a question because I think it's difficult, especially when you see someone who's like gained a a specific following. Mm -hmm. It's hard to get access to them and to know that you take the time, not just to come up with random podcast ideas Mm -hmm. or, or episodes, but you actually take the time to answer real questions that people have. and relate it really well to either something you've been through or something you've seen a client go through, I thought was really neat and a different concept to what a lot of podcasts are now. Thanks. Yeah. And I wanted to do that last season and we just ran out of time for last season. So I definitely wanted to do that this season just because one of the things that I love about my podcast is that we have so many guests on it and I love the guest interviews and everything. But then I was like, oh, but people are forgetting not I don't know that they're forgetting but like I felt like they may forget that I was like a coach and that like I had thoughts and ideas of my own you know and so it gave me an opportunity to just like check in with people to you know show them how I coach my clients and to also like answer that one thing that could be a really big and important shift in their business and the name of it is brilliant how she did that like how she did that how she did that (laughs) Oh, how she did that. <laughs> she did that. Yeah. <laughs> so many different ways, right? <laughs> so many different ways that you could just enunciate it so that it's it's a question. It's a realization. <laughs> and, and I love that that's the platform for your podcast with these people coming on and you explaining how you went from getting a degree in, in music <laughs> And to like a baller in the coaching industry, because that is, those two things do not go hand in hand. So far apart. (laughs) So girl, please tell me you like break out in song with your team members. Oh my gosh. What is you guys' hype song? All the dang time. So we don't have a hype song. I know. (laughs) We need a hype song, apparently. But like, yeah, I'm still all musical theater. So I don't know if you guys are into TikTok at all. And if you're into, are you, okay. And if you're into Bridgerton, I've actually never seen an episode, but Bridgerton the musical happening on TikTok right now has my entire life and my entire heart. So I've been like posting all of the TikToks in our Slack channels. My team is probably done with me. They're like, Tasha, I'm like, okay, this one or this one? (laughs) You know, like, who are we making Daphne? Like, (laughs) you need to not have your daughters in the house. (laughs) You need to dog kennel your dogs. (laughs) And you and Scott need to just binge the whole season the whole thing. of Bridgerton mm. because things are about to be dirty in your house after you watch that <laughs> season. You need total and utter privacy. <laughs> like, put the curtains down. Things are going to get buck wild after you watch it. that season. I love it. Okay. It's done. It's done. <laughs> it's hot. We are in cold Massachusetts. Watching some of those episodes, I, saw, I was like, oh, I need a bathing suit. <laughs> 
it's steamy, it's steamy. in here. <laughs> but that's the, na- the thing is too, is if you're a musical theater geek of any sort, this whole Bridgerton musical thing via TikTok is magical. It's and then not so only that, magical. and if you watch the show, obviously, like y- y- you enjoy it that much more. But it's like when he's like, at the- oh, oh. Every time I'm, like, I'm like, let's go. Or, okay, like, my my new favorite is alone together in the gallery. <laughs> oh my god. Like, She's done. They have both done such a brilliant job, brilliant job with that. And it hurts my soul to think that it might not go further than TikTok because the got amount to. of work. Oh, I hope. I yeah. hope so. But oh I mean, it, digital media artists have created like the playbill already for it. Like the playbill has been created. <laughs> it's been, it's such a it's like a crazy collaborative effort. It totally it's insane. Is. Yeah. <laughs> is it with the actors of Bridgerton or no. is it just completely different? It's like, like a- so these two women, what is it? Baron Barlow, I think are their last names. They, one day she was just like, imagine if Bridgerton was a musical and had like written the first song and people like freaked the F out. And so she was like, Oh, okay. We're onto something. They literally like have been on BBC. Like they've written probably at least 12 songs at this point. And it's like, and then they'll post, you know, the, the, the sing along tracks to them on TikTok. And then all these like TikTokers are like singing them and recording and everything, which is what I love. Like they did the same thing with Ratatouille, the musical recently on TikTok. And they actually ended up raising, they, they did it as a concert edition for like Broadway Cares Equity Fights AIDS and to support a lot of the Broadway actors that have been out of work for almost a year now, some of them being my friends. And they did it for like two nights and ended up raising $2 million, like over $2 million. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. So I think it's going to go farther. I definitely do. <laughs> I really, really thing. hope so. That yeah. makes me finally get on TikTok. Please, please do. Sherline has been trying for so long. <laughs> I have, I have. And I'm telling you, it Beth, I mean, granted, again, like musical theater geek, I, I double majored in um communications for print and oh, cool. uh, for vocal. Um, but like, oh, I just it like makes me miss being in like like musicals yeah. and being in choir and everything. I'm just like, oh, I miss all of this. <laughs> all of it. All of it. <laughs> and music and being artistic is so necessary for the firing of the brain. Like when you are just in it, I can't sing worth a damn, but that'll stop me. I'll be like, ha, ha, ha. like, don't please. Don't try to tell me nothing. I'm like, I'm Celine Dion and I am in Las Vegas. You can't tell me otherwise this is happening. And after like you totally release, there's just this weight that's lifted off of your shoulders and you feel so much lighter. So everybody, whether you can sing, whether you can sing as well as Tasha, whether you can (laughs) sing as well as Sherilyn, where you sing janky like me, just do it. Just release yourself. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) So what is your top three favorite musicals of all time? Oh my gosh. That is such a loaded question. Okay. Les Miserables, because it is the one I fell in love with first. Like I can literally tell you how old I was, where I was, like where I was standing in a room in California (laughs) when I first heard 
you know, Lamez Rob. So definitely that, uh, ragtime because the lyrics and everything are just amazing. And it's so timely, like right now. So it's one of those that like you should listen to now, but also you're going to cry your eyes out. I'm going to give you four because I can't give you three. Aida, because I've done it three times, twice. Uh, one time I was an understudy for Aida, but I got to go on a lot. The second time I was Aida and the third time I was Nehebka. And I love, I love Aida. I just love singing the score. So, and then Come From Away. Have you guys heard of Come From Away? So it's absolutely amazing. And it's 90 minutes long. It goes straight through. And it's the true story of what happened after all of the planes that were like coming into US Air Force or aerospace during 9-11, like while it was happening, they got grounded in this small town on Gander in Gander, which is like in Newfoundland, Canada, right? And so they ended up there for, I think, four or five days. And it's a story of like all of these people from all over the world who didn't know each other, like their interactions with each other, what was happening, you know, their fears and everything. And just so absolutely beautiful. So come from away, definitely highly recommend it. I'm going to have to look that up because I literally just got chills all over my body. I'm telling you, like you listen to the whole thing and you're just like, oh my gosh. And to know that it's like a true story, you know, that actual people were going through it. So amazing. (laughs) So I do want to tell you Les Mis is totally my jam. And I was introduced to it in musical class when I was in middle school. I was so obsessed to the point where I was like, when I have a child, I will name her Eponine. (laughs) And I got older and I was like, little Bethany, what's the matter with you? Her life was tragic. Her Why life, do you want to yeah. set your child up for poverty, criminal that, activity? Yeah. That score, though, is just so I know. good. Like, I find, like, I always, always end up, like, if I can't think of a song to sing in the shower randomly, like, it's always, always yes. one of the songs on my miss. Always. Mm-hmm. I love it. <laughs> I need you to still have a child and name her Eponine. <laughs> Look, this factory's closed. Not because anything happened at the factory's closed. I'm just saying. Oh, child, I got enough stretch marks. I don't need no more. <laughs> you have cashed in my stretch mark ticket. <laughs> You're like, hashtag done. Hashtag, whoo, baby. Ooh. And I'm old as hell. I'm not, oh, God. <laughs> Goodness. <laughs> maybe maybe I'll add that one to the list. I don't know how Avid will feel about it, but please maybe. Do. Please do. Please and thank you. If not the first name, just the middle. Like middle let name. me name the middle name of your child. It will be Eponine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I do picture like, you know, like when you're older and you're like, hmm, what is the neat meaning of like my name? I do picture like a child just looking it up and being like, oh my God, why? <laughs> why would you name me why that? Why would you do that? <laughs> like, mommy, did you not like me? Were you, did I give you a lot of morning sickness? Did I give you hemorrhoids? Is that why you named me Eponine? Not only does she have a life of despair, she has a father who makes her do heinous criminal things. She has a best friend that she's in love. She's an unrequited love. She's watching her unrequited love, love somebody else. And then she dies. Like sad, 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 sad. Totally sad. But I fucking love her. (laughs) Well, and you could be like, well, at least I didn't name you Fontaine. So there you go. (laughs) It could have been worse. It could have been worse. (laughs) You could have been a bald sex worker. (laughs) That could have been a thing. Be happy with what you got. (laughs) What you got. Oh. 
So you <laughs> told us a couple of Oh, Tasha, I love you. You you told us a couple of podcasts that you listen to. One of them is the Get Paid Podcast. And why is that one of the ones that you listen to regularly? Uh, Okay, so Get Paid Podcast with Claire Pelletro. I love that podcast because she gets people like who have businesses, online businesses, to basically spill the beans on everything, like how much they're making, how much they like bring home, you know, all of the things. And it's just so raw and so honest. And I think so needed in our industry because we see these people saying, oh my gosh, I made $4 million on my launch. Okay, well, what does that mean? Let's break that down. Did you spend $5 million on ads? Because I need to know. (laughs) Right. So I I just like it because especially as I've been growing, it's been putting things into perspective in terms of like, oh, okay, you know, my my profit or what I'm taking home, it does make sense. It's not, you know, that sort of thing. And like, it's once again, one of those things that just feels comforting to know that other people are going through the same thing that you are or that you have gone through. And the second one that you chose is the ops authority. Mm. And it's very funny because I was like, I'm just going to listen to one or two episodes of the Ops Authority, and then I'm going to hop on and I'm going to listen to the Get Paid podcast. But then I went into the Ops Authority rabbit hole, and I killed out like five episodes with a blink of an eye. Yep. (laughs) So first of all, Natalie Gingrich of the Ops Authority is one of my dear friends. She has, yes, so she has the Director of Operations certification, and we've known each other for a while. And what I love about her podcast is it's very actionable. I love actionable tips. She's like, let's get in, get out, get done. Let's take action on things. And she and I have like jumped on calls before, once again, when I'm stuck on things, and she's just helped me through it. So her podcast is stellar. And that's why I I love this podcast, because it introduces us and our listeners Mm -hmm. into what podcast people are listening to. Yeah. And the idea that there are so many that I would have never heard of until people came on, like the Ops Authority is absolutely something that I'm going to subscribe to and listen Mm -hmm. to with regularity. (laughs) And it was so funny because I was like, oh, so she's just talking a little bit. And truly, the tips... Fire, right? <laughs> and I was like, why is Natalie reading me right now? But she was talking about shiny object syndrome and people's company <laughs> and how the longer that your company has been into fruition, the more apt you are to disregard shiny object syndrome and constant. And I was like, she's freaking brilliant yes where mm-hmm. has this woman been on my like <laughs> seriously i went into like a total tra- natalie trance i was just uh, like, it was wonderful i love that i love that can i give you my honorable mention i was like i don't oh, know if i can mention this podcast you can mention any podcast you can mention anything sex drugs and okay. rock and roll that's all we do <laughs> have you guys listened to my dad wrote a porno I have, I have, I have. So, okay. So, I know I'm totally interrupting you, and I don't usually do this with guests. No, but I'm you're so, good. I love it. I love it. Oh, so sorry. It's so rude. <laughs> like, I was totally going to do a tip this week on how not to interrupt guests, but I can't do that this week because I've totally done that to you four times. <laughs> so, I OD'd on the first season, but because I OD'd so hard, 
I couldn't get into the other seasons. I have no idea how it ends. I completely hear you on that because I too had a very similar situation. So I I have no idea how it ends either. Does the ending actually matter? Hashtag no. <laughs> the journey. So for those who have not listened to my dad wrote a porno, basically this poor guy's dad or this poor guy from the UK, his dad, who's like 70 something years old, wrote a porno, like a book. And it's tragic and terrible. And he and two of his friends just sit around reading (laughs) the whole thing to each other and like laughing over the ridiculousness of it all. And it's just, it's cute and it's British and it's hilarious. (laughs) It's adorable. Like the happenstance in which they, there's, there was the revelation in how he found out that his dad wrote a porno. (laughs) And the graphic of the, the porno book is just so 1970s cheesy so bad. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> and, and like Tasha said, to hear their British rogue just makes it 112 times funnier. So much funnier. <laughs> and then the, the friend, he has a male friend and a female friend and they interject and the, the female's friends guffaw, which she was like, what? <laughs> And she's like, I don't understand. <laughs> what does that even mean? How did, wasn't everybody working in the middle of the day? How did you all of a sudden have on whips and chains? I don't understand. And it really is. It's such like ridiculous, like, list like that, like that, where she like goes into an interview and like all of a sudden she has no clothes on anymore. And it's like, what is happening right now? <laughs> <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> Oh my god, I need to hear this. Please do. <laughs> Sorry, I just had to give it as an honorable mention because I was yes, like... It's yeah. so worthy of honorable mention. Yeah. And as somebody who worked in the corporate world for almost two decades, that doesn't happen. <laughs> I don't know Wait. if anybody needs that disclaimer. <laughs> so that's why I didn't get that job. <laughs> that, because they were like, she was great. She Up until was- the time that she disrobed. <laughs> that was a little curious. And started whipping me. And I was like, I was down until the whipping. I didn't like it. I was like, this. Yeah, we're gonna go with another candidate. So, public public service announcement: If you are applying for a position that you truly want, don't disrobe, don't whip anybody, and if you do get said position, you will be called into HR very quickly. Very quickly. <laughs> But, like, I think that they're into season four or something. It keeps it going, which makes me question, did the dad, I'm going to have to go back to it. Because the, did, did the dad write additional pornos now? Because or are they just that, talking about, yeah. Or, like, a long time ago, from he my did. understanding. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. Because I haven't, I have not gotten all the way to season four or five or wherever they are at this point. Um, but, yeah, the first season is, like definitely worth checking out (laughs) and they had a huge following which i couldn't get down with because i was like what are these people doing like they would be dressing up like i was was like i cannot be a part of this clique (laughs) no judge total judgment free zone judgment free total judgment but still but i was like this whole book is Wild <laughs> with a capital Ild. Ild. Yeah. <sighs> wow. <laughs> so Tasha, 
Our last segment is called Bisque Please. And that is when you tell us what you're promoting, where you can be found, anything else that you want to share with the listeners. Bisque, please tell us all about yourself. Uh, you can be found on social media. Yes. So I actually have two websites, right, for the two sides of my business. So one is thelaunchguild.com. The other one is tashabooth.com. And you can head to both and, like, find me all over the place. We just got a new website for my agency. So that's super fun. So definitely go check it out and then let me know what you think. But uh, I usually hang out on Instagram. And my Instagram handle is at thetashabooth. And what I'm most excited about on the coaching and course side of things is our our newest thing, which is the Legendary Launch Manager Certification. So this is something that my team and I decided on last year, and we've just been working behind the scenes on for a good six months, which I'm really proud of myself for. <laughs> and it's a certification for launch managers, for those who are supporting their clients in you know, managing their launches the way that we do for our agency. So yeah, that's what I'm most excited about. But yeah, I am super excited about the second half of this year because it's just going to be fire. I'm just feeling the momentum and the drive forward and that's always a really fun fun feeling your fire is always contagious and i totally lied because this is not the last segment because we gave you soup you did <laughs> give me soup i have the soup that four three out of four times i completely forget to talk about the soup <laughs> which is amazing because so the soup is so good <laughs> so good what uh, soup did you have I got the corn and potato chowder. So good. Amazing. Highly recommend. So why and why did you choose that one? I love corn and I love potatoes. <laughs> fair, fair. That why did it. you choose it, Tasha? I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand. Answer the, question. <laughs> the mystery continues. I was like, when you sent me the link, I was like, done. This is easy. Easiest decision I've made all day. <laughs> so did did you share with your family or were you no. like this gift is for me no yesterday scott was like oh after tasha's podcast episode we should all try the soup and i was like no we should not <laughs> i'm already dealing with the fact this week that like i bought giant jumbo blueberries on monday and i had none of them and they're already gone like <laughs> i'm already mourning my blueberries i'm like this soup is mine if you touch it you die you get out <laughs> and you know those jumbo blueberries are so like so good and juicy right mm -hmm. and i'm like so my husband is on blueberry duty to bring me back more blueberries yeah see? <laughs> they are savages they yes. are yeah teenagers eat a lot i didn't know that so much. <laughs> nobody told me <laughs> you you did not dm me if you had a I would have let you know. Hide your shit. Hide the shit that you truly want. If you have ice cream, put it in the backity back, 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 and cover it with frozen cover Brussels it. sprouts. No, because they're going to eat it. Yes. And, uh, and then the rolls. The These rolls were rolls. Heaven. Oh, my gosh. I put mine in, like, my air fryer for, like, a minute. Ooh. And they came out, and I was like, oh, my gosh. I was just in that. Like, I literally broke it apart, and I was just like. <laughs> so good. Yes. So I thank you both because yes, this is, I was telling everybody like, this is the most amazing setup for a podcast ever. <laughs> Love the idea. And the fact that you sent me soup. <laughs> And we love our guests so much. Like most, the majority of them we know, we know personally and we've engaged with them in outside of, you know, just, Hey, will you be on our podcast? Mm -hmm. And we, we 
choose our guests intentionally and we want to honor not only the fact that they're going to be on our podcast and they're going to talk to us a little bit and they've, they've made time for us, but also the fact that they're killing it in the podcasting industry. They're women. Most of them are women of color in this male dominated field. And everybody deserves a little gift to say you're seen, you're heard, you're appreciated, and we love you. And that's why we send the, the, beautiful well, comfort. You. <laughs> welcome. You're welcome. Um, and it's funny because I sent Caroline soup last weekend and I sent hers with cookies and her fiance was like, Caroline ate the cookies. And I'm like, they're Caroline's cookies. <laughs> She was supposed to eat the cookies. I'm like, she jaw dropped. He was like, "What do you mean?" He's like, "What do you mean, Bethany?" He's like, "No, no." I'm like, she generously shared the soup and the rolls with you, which is way more than I would have done. Oh yeah, be grateful. Yeah, there is no sharing. One time, um, so I do a retreat with all with two of the levels of like my coaching programs and I usually order all of them DoorDash. So like we collect like their, you know, what they want. And then my, my EA spends a whole day like doing their DoorDash. And one time, one of the participants, her boyfriend ate her lunch that I had ordered and <laughs> she's still in one of my other programs this day. And I'm like, he is trash. Send him away. I don't care that you've had two kids with this man. <laughs> I threaten my husband's soul. Yes. I'm like, what's the matter with you? Because I'm gluten free. So there, like, I literally break out in hives if I eat gluten. My throat starts to close up. So I made gluten free coffee cake. The savages upstairs were like, ooh, coffee cake. And then they'll go eat like 14 Oreos. I'm like, you for real, for real? Yep. Like, I'm eating hard-boiled eggs now because I ain't got nothing enough. Oh, there's nothing else. There's nothing else. It's either coffee cake, Oreos, or hard-boiled eggs. Oh. That's all I got. Oh. But isn't there something just so pleasing to the sender that, like, when you're able to send something to your people? Yes. Like, doesn't it just fill your heart with so it much does. love and gratitude that you're able to do that? Yeah. yeah. I love it. And it also <laughs> is comforting to know, too, that, like, their standards and what they stand for as a company as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Definitely. And I didn't know that you did that for your team. So that that's so sweet. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, we love doing that. And anytime, and you know, my love language, my primary love language is not gifting, which is weird, but I love, I still love giving gifts and I don't feel like I'm great at it. So I always like source ideas from like Jay Loray on my team and everything, but I do love it. <laughs> What's your love language? Um, physical, wait, what is it? Quality time and physical affection. Mm -hmm. So like, do you like rub the hair or are you just a hugger? I'm a hugger. I'm more of a hugger than anything. Yeah. I'm more of a hugger. And mine's quality time as well. It, and, yeah. um, and physical touch. See? So good. It's good. <laughs> it's just like... <laughs> Asha, you're a dream, and I could talk to you all damn day, but Aww. you're super busy, and you're <laughs> an important person. So I <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. I'm sure my team is doing something. There will be like 700 Slack messages when I get back. <laughs> oh, my God. That's why I have mine on airplane mode, because the Slack messages. 
will my blow. butt is always vibrating yes <laughs> <laughs> like this is not okay this is not okay if it's gonna be vibrating it should be for a very different reason <laughs> I, I should be by myself in a happy time with some soup and some bridgerton <laughs> that's the best oh yeah you gotta bring it full circle you gotta bring full it full circle. circle there we go <laughs> Thank you so much for your time and your energy. This has been such a treat. It really has. I appreciate both of you so much. Thank you. Have a great day. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to Chatting Over Chowder. This episode is sponsored by Crackers and Soup. You can find out more about our guest and Crackers and Soup in our show notes. If you loved this episode, subscribe and drop us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Until next time, stay stay super. super.